three minutes sounds so short and it is so short and what could you possibly say or do in three minutes that makes up for anything. We witnessed a family come together and be for three minutes together and then time's up. This is America the Borderland, a Moral Courage project. I'm Myra Baeza. Midway through our time in El Paso, the Border Network for Human Rights hosted Hugs Not Walls on Mother's Day weekend 2018. The fifth annual event was a massive orchestration in which families from both sides of the border had an opportunity to be together for three minutes. With permission from Customs and Border Patrol, hundreds of families line up and proceed in waves down the embankment to the invisible line in the sand where the United States and Mexico meet. A whistle blows and 15 families at a time cross this line wearing different colored shirts, blue for the U.S. and white for Mexico. They embrace, shed tears, see Abuelita one final time, meet new babies and boyfriends, and then return to their sides of the dry riverbed. We were there that day to bear witness to an event that brings together so many strands of life in the borderland. waking up and it's still being dark and normally I could wake up and rely on just like the sunlight coming in to kind of light up my room but I remember actually having to turn on the light which was weird um, and then we all drove and as we were driving to the park I think is when the sun started coming up um, and we met at this park and there were hundreds of families there um, getting I remember driving up and to the area and then going to the park and once we get into the park just looking over and I think it's almost kind of funny how it when you at first glance, it very much just looked like a large community cookout. Um, there was kids playing on the playground. There was a bunch of like you know teens and family members and older individuals, older family members sitting all together under um, which sort of gazebo park cover. And I feel like if anyone, if you just took a picture of that and showed that to anybody, they would just think like it's a community gathering, but. You could tell that there was just a sense of anxiety, fear, apprehension in the group overall. There was this huge tent with hundreds of chairs in it, and that's where the families would wait in order to go down. And we'd send down, I think, about 50 at a time. Um, And it was just anxious. Like, I think most people, as they were waiting in the tent, were just finding ways to pass the time, whether that was having conversations with their kids or... Um, taking pictures or calling people on the other side. People called all the time and would, would go up to the fence and try to wave to their family members that were, that were on the other side. Um, how are you guys feeling going into this event? Well, happy. She, she feels a little jittery too, so I'm a little scared. Since it was Mother's Day, so it was a pleasure seeing them. I'm feeling excited because uh, we get to see them again. Very happy because I haven't seen them in a long time. And I barely know them, so I'm happy to see like how they are. It's overwhelming because you're happy, you're, you're excited, but then you're broken that it's over so quick. But I can't describe it. Like I don't have words. Very, very emotional. It was a great opportunity, and I'm glad I'm here. Kind of nervous and happy, you know. Yeah, it's something different, bro. Algo que no se puede explicar es algo muy muy bonito. 
Sí, es mucha emoción. No, pues algo sin palabras. Me da mucha como felicidad de verlo. Yo me siento bien feliz de verlo porque yo nunca he visto a mi abuelito y a mi abuela sí. Tengo nervios. <risa> Tengo nervios para, para mirarla. O sea, excited, happy to see her. Yeah. Pues no sé, no sé si estoy nervioso, quiero llorar, ¿qué? <risa> no sé, mucha emoción. Mucha emoción, llorar. Y pues ya mejor porque ya lo vi después de tantos años. Super excited, super happy. It's three minutes, but it's worth it. They're worth it. Then we went down the cement. It was like a long cement ramp, and we waited a bit and. The family started to come, and then the, the program started, and it started with the national anthem, and I think that was the m most jarring possible song in the world to start this kind of event w with. I'm sure it was intentional, but it felt impossible to be patriotic at this site when, like, n you knew the country that you were pledging allegiance to in that moment was also the country that built the separation. And I've stood for the national anthem for thousands of sporting events and um, other things. But that was really when it really made me think about being an American and what does this country stand for? And like, am I proud to put my hand over my heart, which I love the United States and I love this country, but there are some parts of it that aren't perfect and that really need to be, we need to take a look at ourselves in the mirror. This is a time for our country to be the best version of itself, and right now we're not being that. The first thing that I remember um, is standing and waiting and seeing families um, kind of line up on either side. It felt eerie and gross and like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. And I don't usually love that song, but I've never experienced a time when I've hated that song more. Um, and there was movement while the national anthem was playing and families were um, kind of walking down, um, getting closer to the bank, getting closer to the time when the reunions would be starting. And that was just such a moment for me where I felt ashamed of my country and look what my country's done in this song. It felt very pointed. It never felt like that song was supposed to be a celebration in that moment. It felt, look at this, look at how Look what we've done. When was the last time that you saw them? Um, like one year ago. 16 años. 16 years? Eight years. 12 años, yeah. Ocho años. In seven years? Nine years. Six años? Hace seis años. Tengo nueve años que no los miro. Seven and a half years. Been just a year. Cinco años, seis, seis años, yeah. Un más de veinte años. I haven't seen her in 12 years. Ocho años, nueve. Catorce años. Eight, yeah. eight years without seeing him, right. it's going to be worth it. Well worth it, man. I remember starting with my arms up, and it was really cool because, um, like, you see so many people, and there's such an excitement on their face that they see their loved one for the first time in so, so long. And it just brings, like, a huge smile to your face. And then you lower your arms, and they go and embrace. And I think almost every single round, if not every single round, I either teared up or was actually crying when they embraced because it was just such a beautiful moment. Um, but very, very quickly, it changed from like happy, joyous tears to just tears of not being able to understand why you have to separate someone again. And every single time we went through this, it was just 
this weird feeling of should I be happy or sad right now? Because you're happy that they have the opportunity to hug their loved one, but the whole context is so wrong that there has to be three minutes and it's measured in time of how much you can spend with your loved ones. And so round after round, I just kept thinking about why we have to have this event. And it just, it it didn't make sense each time. I mean, on a personal level, I was like, I disagree with this, not what they're doing. I disagree with how the system is created that we need to have systems like this where people can, you know, sign up to hug their family members for only three minutes. That's absurd, in my opinion. To put it lightly, uncomfortable feeling, um, if not even sickening feeling that I had when I had to tell people, like, Tiempo, it's time. Go back to your side. Um, Family separations is this big word, big concept. But when you literally have to separate families, I think if you put any politician in the United States or anybody who believes in that um, policy, if you told them to literally stand with two people hugging each other and physically separate them, I don't think they'd be able to do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I never, I never approached people to say that their time was up, and I know that that was my duty, but I couldn't do that in good conscience. I just couldn't do it. Between every round, we were we each had a number, so we were we were paired with someone on the Mexican side. Um, the woman who I was paired with didn't speak any English, and I didn't speak Spanish, but she'd say my name, so she'd say my name three times, and then we'd wave, and we'd get in line. And then we would hold hands with the people next to us until they called tiempo, and then when time was called again, it was our job to separate them, which was impossible. Um, we were t- told to, 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 to do it gently, and no one wanted to do it. Um, and then after every round of separation, the families thanked us. And like nothing has ever felt as hideous as being thanked by someone who I just took from their family, especially knowing that like I am so far apart from the system. As, as a white person, there's a lot of ways I benefit from this system, and I was so touched and moved by how open everyone was to me and how much love and appreciation was in that space, but I also felt so deeply uncomfortable with my position in it all. Can you just tell me who you saw down there? My sisters and my nephews. We came to hear my uncle and my stepbrother. A mi hijo. Vine a ver a mi mamá y a mis hermanos y a mis sobrinos. La madre de mi esposa. A mi hija. It's actually for my grandma. She hasn't seen her daughter in like over 15 years. We can see a my stepson. A mis sobrinas. A mi hermano y a mis tíos. My brother. My grandparents, my aunts, and my cousins. My tíos. I'm here to see my dad. A mis sobrinos y, y a mi mamá. To see my mom and dad and brother. I'm going to see my mom actually and my little brothers. Mis abuelos. Mi abuelo, mis tíos y mis primos. Vengo a ver a mi padre. Tres hijas, como tres nietos, una hermana y dos, dos hermanos. A mi hermano Brian y a mi hermana Leslie y a mi tío Juan y... Y mis abuelos y Irma, tus primos. Irma y mis primos. Two young boys embracing. It looks like they might be cousins. And it's the most, they in the best way, they look so naive and innocent and 
just can't really understand why what's happening is happening. How is it normal to tell a six-year-old that we can't see these people except for under the hawkish surveillance of Border Patrol with thousands of other people watching for three minutes? How is that normal? There was one dad who I was talking to before because he was like nervous and, 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 and had the jitters, and he told me that he hadn't seen his son since he was a baby. Um, and then when they went to hug, the dad realized that the son was taller than him, and like he c- couldn't tell that from like the space across. But like when they were physically together, he like l- looked up to his son. And I think like the moment of pride and sadness, and like all of the time that had passed, and like the weight of all the life it, it, it had taken for this son to grow taller than the father's. I can't say enough how hot it was, and scorching and it probably felt hotter because we were standing there under the sun and it just felt like no relief and I think the sun um, says something about the day there was just no relief from that day and from what was going on Um, but I don't think any of our focus was ever on how hot it was or how our bodies felt. So after the event was over we we were all told to hug again so I hugged the woman who had been across from me and she just kept saying my name and like we really didn't have anything else to say so we just kept saying each other's names and I it, it, it made me realize how much we have to share with strangers and like again the power of our shared humanity and like we didn't need to talk to feel the same thing this shared experience of being able to stand with someone in a moment of grief or in a moment of joy. And um, we talk a lot about solidarity, but that was kind of one of those moments for me of like nothing other than just my presence is what's needed here right now. The question that I almost always get is why three minutes? Because I think the thing that I want people to get away from this event is that it's so arbitrary, just like so many other things that exist in this borderland. It's like, Yes, it could have been five minutes. Yes, it could have been six minutes. Yes, it could have been ten minutes. But it is three because that's what was decided upon by Border Patrol, by the Border Network, by all of these entities that are controlling individual people's lives. I mean, we tend to think of immigration numbers and immigration statistics and facts. And um, sometimes those are so paramount that we forget the actual, like, simple act of a hug. I will never get over listening to the national anthem at the American border and that moment being followed by me as, as, a, as an American being given the power to separate families on Mother's Day. And for that reason, like, it's important for me to emphasize that like the way you vote does that, but because of the choice Americans make, because of the ch- choice we are all complacent in, that happens. Like We are pulling families away from from each other and that's real and the crying, the pain, the horribleness of that moment made it clear that this is not right, this is not ethical. Fathers should not have to miss the time it takes for their sons to go taller than them and every choice not to vote, every choice not to care is the act of doing that over and over again. We saw the need in the communities to have these family reunions because Families need to close that cycle 
they need to see their loved ones, they need to touch them once more, even if it's for three minutes, and they need to go on with their lives, and they need to continue. But also this event is meant to raise awareness in them and say, you know what, I can change this situation. I can join you and fight um, in order to end these abuses. The government can seem to understand that we are part of this country, that we are seeking the same opportunity that the Europeans were seeking 400 years ago when they arrived, that we are good people, that we're not meant to harm the country, that we now consider our own country. This is my country. I might not be born here, but doesn't make me um, alien. Yes, this is an act of love, this is an act of humanity, but this is an act of protest as well, because we want people to be reunited permanently not for three minutes. We want to be able to give them back their dignity. A hug is an act of love, an everyday display of affection, but a hug becomes an act of protest when it is denied. The Border Network for Human Rights provides a venue for expressing human dignity in the most basic fashion. A hug, just a hug. But it is not just the act of hugging, it is how and where these hugs take place. Families reclaim control over their lives by throwing open the border and exercising agency over it. But only for a few minutes, and then the door closes again, and tiempo. Time's up. This is America the Borderland, a Moral Courage Project. I'm Myra Baeza. This episode was written by Joel Proust and engineered by Tom Amrine with music by the Chamanas, and special thanks to Manuel Calderon. Our producer is Joel Proust, and our associate producer is Rachel Carr. Find us across social media platforms and online at americatheborderland.org. In our next episode, we will meet the organizer of this event, Fernando Garcia. What we offer is not filling a paper, or is not a blanket or food. What we offer is the the chance to fight for something better. We'll drop new episodes every Friday. If you enjoyed this one, subscribe, share it with a friend, and leave us a review.